and welcome to apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week, we're going to talk about the podcast Myths and Legends, and particularly episode 239, which is based on Grin Brothers and called Give Them a Hand. We're going to talk about the book The Redemptor by Jordan Nifueco. And then we are going to talk about things that we just can't stop thinking about this week, which is Halloween. So Shosh is going to talk about Halloween candy, and I'm going to talk about how I can be Dolly Parton. And while we talk about those things, we are going to drink Tink's Neverland Tea. This is another tea by Shakespeare's Corner Shop, and it is a black tea with rooibos, white tea, hibiscus, mangoes, papaya, cranberries, raspberries, coconut, pineapple, apple, orange, rosehip, safflower, cornflower, and finally, pixie dust. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. Yes, I before the before we started recording, I was like, "Shosh, I'm only reading this list of ingredients once because it's going to be 20 minutes. It's like the entire podcast." Because I didn't know what type of tea it was, I was like, "Megan, what type of tea is this?" And she's like, "I'm waiting for the recording. I'm only doing it one time." It's a black tea with lots of flavors. That's what I said. I have to say though, I think this explains why I have no idea what this flavor is. So right. I tried the tea and I was like, Megan, this is really good, but I have no idea what the flavor is. <laughs> and I stand by that. I think it's because and, there's yeah. a lot in there, but there's clearly a lot. the most important ingredient is pixie dust. Yes. Obviously. That is what's going to help you feel like you're flying off into a magical land with Peter mm-hmm. and Tink. So we went with this tea because we're doing our Halloween themed episode. So we thought, you know, fantasy, people dress up as Tinkerbell, Neverland, it all kind of fits together. I enjoy this tea. As I just Mm -hmm. said, I couldn't tell you what the flavor is, but it's really good. The more I drink it, the more I feel like there is some kind of fruit undertone, but I'm not really sure what fruit, especially from the list that you just read off. (laughs) Right. And I also felt like it has a bit of the malty goodness kind of that we experienced in our whiskey tea that I couldn't really Mm -hmm. explain at the time either, but that was what I thought we were tasting. Mm -hmm. But overall, I actually really enjoyed this. I think this is one of the better ones we've tried, even though I Mm -hmm. have no clue what the flavor is. Same. Pixie dust. Yeah. Pixie dust. It's amazing. Yeah. I was really scared this was going to be like fruit punch tea. And I'm not a big fan of fruit punch at all. Don't want to drink that. Me either. But yeah, I don't know if it's like, there's just something about hibiscus that I really like. So every time I see hibiscus in a tea now, I'm like, do I need that? Maybe I need that tea. Um, So I don't, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you that there's hibiscus in here. I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's a hibiscus tea. I can tell you it's a black tea and there's lots of yummy flavors in here. That's it. That's it. That's all we need to know. Black tea with Mm -hmm. yummy flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I will definitely drink this one again. As would I. Awesome. A winning tea. Mm -hmm. Now, should we talk about this myths and legends podcast? Yes. 
So this is a new podcast for both Shosh and I that, again, we chose because this is our Halloween-themed episode. Yeah, so Megan went searching for a Halloween podcast and came up with some options, and we decided that the Myths and Legends one sounded like the best the best choice and then we picked an episode and we thought that the grim one would kind of go along well with our Halloween theme I have to say I was a little surprised we obviously picked it without having listened to it and I'm not sure why but I sort of expected that it was going to be more of a conversation about myths and legends and also possibly like looking into the origin of them or some kind of research about them not just someone telling us some myths and legends but it was actually just the host like reading slash telling some myths so it wasn't bad it just was not really what I was expecting Mm -hmm. yeah and there is some commentary but he says the commentary as he's reading the myths so it took me a little while like maybe 10 minutes before I realized like oh that's not part of the story that's his commentary because it's his voice he's just reading and but all of a sudden he'll be like yeah because that makes sense and then he'll go on to something but you're like <laughs> it took me like a good 10 minutes where I was like oh there is commentary in there it's just literally built into his reading where he like comments on like the last line or the next line that's coming up like oh my gosh this is crazy and then he'll read it <laughs> yeah so there's not a ton of commentary but it is really bizarre because it it is so seamlessly in there almost like it's written in and he like is just reading through his commentary along with the story so it wasn't that I disliked that but it it was a little bit different Mm -hmm. than what you would have expected Mm -hmm. I ended up really enjoying it but it definitely took me a minute and because I was like oh he oh oh that's the humor oh (laughs) (laughs) oh So he went through three of these grim myths, legends, whatever you want to call them. And the first one was the story of a woman named Gretel and the Mm -hmm. story of her making dinner for her master's guest. So she works for this person and he was having a professor over and she decides she should drink some of the wine and then she decides (laughs) she needs to try the chicken. And basically it snowballs. She drinks a lot of wine and she eats a lot of chicken. And then obviously she's supposed to host this dinner. So she decides. <laughs> she she basically scares off the guest by telling him that the master wants to eat his ears. And then she separately, after the guest is gone, tells the master that the guest stole the chicken and the wine. <laughs> And the moral of the story is essentially lie your way out of everything. (laughs) It was really funny. It was really bizarre. And like I said, it just kept snowballing. She's like, oh, obviously I'm so thirsty. I should sample this wine. And then she's been drinking wine. So then she's like, oh, I better make sure this chicken's okay. And then I think she convinces herself that the chicken is like overcooked. So she's like, I better try (laughs) it again. (laughs) Just, you know, she keeps drinking more, which doesn't help. It was very amusing, though. Yeah. She got the away best, with it. <laughs> the best part was because she convinced the, the guest. Sorry, these are ma- major spoilers, but I'm assuming nobody's really going to be listening to this. So I think I think it's fine. Yeah, and or they have their listened bits. to it and it's fine. Yeah. But she, she tells the house guest to get him to leave, that the 
the boss wants to eat his ears and then after she tells the guy her boss that the guy ran away with the chickens the best part is he like yells out the door at least leave me one of them i'm so hungry but of course the guy thinks he's talking about the ears <laughs> i was like oh this is amazing so good yeah so i found that to be quite amusing so mm-hmm. I was I was laughing I was laughing at the whole thing because I was like how is she going to get herself out of this because she right. literally drank all the wine and ate all the chicken yep and then she fixes another meal at the very end and eats that too <laughs> it was really funny mm-hmm. the second story which was really bizarre actually was <laughs> yeah. the story of these three surgeons who want to get a free night to stay at like a hotel lodging and. So basically, they convince them that they will remove body parts for a free night because they're the best surgeons in the world. So after they remove these body parts from, you know, one from each of the three, the shop owner locks them up and then they end up losing the body parts. And so then it's the story of getting the new body parts and then what happens to the surgeons once they don't have their own body parts. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Like, very bizarre. It's and it's these body parts are a hand, an eye, and a heart. Heart. <laughs> the thing that I found the most amusing was so it's a member of the staff that accidentally loses the body parts. So the owner of the inn or whatever doesn't know that they're gone when she hands them over to the surgeons so that they can replace their, you know, lost parts. And afterwards they all end up having different characteristics from the parts so like one of them had let's see it was a pig heart right Mm -hmm. so the one that got the heart was like wanted to roll in the mud Mm -hmm. and thought these things smell (laughs) yeah had like a sense of different sense of smell and like the one that had the hand apparently it was like a hand from a thief so they're like what is your hand doing and it was like he had no he had no knowledge that his hand was like pickpocketing somebody and I just found that to be very amusing but then of course they were freaking out because they realized they didn't have their own parts mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the moral of that story is that this is why physicians are well paid so they don't have to <laughs> try to make stuff up and get free room and they, don't, they don't have to say they're the best surgeons in the world and and prove it by removing their own body parts and then replacing them mm-hmm. yep also they didn't That's comment the on, i took for it from it at least <laughs> they didn't comment on it but i was also like okay there has to be some magic or something going on here because legit the dude like took out his heart yeah. and you know what i mean and was like still okay. alive so and like lost his hand and then completely was you know gonna put it back on as if nothing had happened and stuff so clearly there was some magic going on there but that it was a little bizarre yep. a little bizarre yeah definitely magical definitely bizarre definitely a reason to make sure that people are well paid <laughs> right we do not need to remove body parts to get a free room <laughs> and then the last story had to do with death and basically like signs signs of death so yeah and the grim reaper so this guy ends up helping this grim reaper that had been hurt basically and then he wanted to be a giant (laughs) yeah and so then he wanted to be immortal but death was kind of like well you can't be 
so he was like okay but you can tell me you can give me signs of death so then finally it becomes time you know it's the end and it's time for him to die and he's like but wait where were my signs you didn't give me my signs and he was like yes I did and basically it was all the normal things of like old age and stuff so he's (laughs) like there are plenty of signs there it's not my fault if you basically didn't realize so that was interesting yeah and as far as I can tell the moral of that is that if you can beat up death like a giant then you can be immortal yeah and also if you find the grim reaper on death's door on the side of the road don't help him keep walking keep walking (laughs) (laughs) don't be a good samaritan look over at grim reaper nope bye (laughs) when i was listening to that one i was honestly thinking a little bit of the stories from the three brothers in harry potter where they try to master death Mm mm-hmm I was wondering if there was any connection there at all, but that's oh, kind of yeah. what it remi- reminded me of when I was mm-hmm. listening. Yeah, I went in the supernatural direction, but like the TV show, Supernatural, that is, because there is, they play, have a lot of stories with the Grim Reaper. Hmm, I have not seen that, so I, I cannot make that comparison. <laughs> I tell you to go watch it, but it's a commitment. It's like 15 seasons of honestly I'm pretty sure I looked to see if I could watch it when you last told me I should watch it and it wasn't available so I could check again because stuff's always changing but at the moment I don't think that I can watch it dumb unfortunately come on Netflix make it available in the UK yeah man let's do it and then finally and we don't listen to this regularly but I'm assuming they do it every episode there was like a creature feature type thing at the end Mm -hmm. and feature that's fun (laughs) (laughs) and it was a beast of leader dolwyn or something like that i don't know i looked in the show notes because i was hoping that it would be spelled out because i was like i don't even 100 (laughs) know what they're saying or where that is but it was a beast from somewhere in ireland that resembles um that resembles kelpies like what they have in Mm -hmm. scotland So it's like a horse monster. And then it was talking about trying to seduce women. And then also his son, which was the ox of Dill, who then seduces a cow. (laughs) And then I think it's his grandchild is is an ox or something. I'm not really sure. It was a little (laughs) confusing and a little bit weird. And the only thing that I could really relate to it all, not relate to, but the only thing that like triggered anything and made me be like, okay, I kind of know what you're talking about was just the relation to Kelpies because I know what the Kelpies are. So I was like, yeah, this is interesting and pretty weird. Yep. Yeah. I just wrote down horse monster and cows. (laughs) Yep. That, That summarizes it pretty well. Horse monster and cows. If the horse monster wants to take a cow instead of a human, that might be better for us. And it seems like it's better for the cow as long as the cow somehow lives in the water. I'm not really sure how that part works, but, you know, magic. I feel like that can explain everything. (laughs) You know, magic. Oh, yes. Amazing. All right. Any final thoughts on Myths and Legends podcast? Well, I was just going to ask you how many stars you would give it. Oh, we don't usually do stars for podcasts, but uh, I feel like maybe I was going to say three and a half, and then I feel like maybe I'm being too mean. But it's one of those things where 
I enjoyed it for a one-time listen, but I'm, I won't be subscribing. And you know, when you have expectations for things and it doesn't meet it, I feel like then you always are a little bit disappointed and mm-hmm. it's not really the podcast's fault because I had no reason to think that it was going to be more of a discussion of myths and legends than just reading one, right. but because mm-hmm. in my mind, that's what we were going to be listening to and then it didn't really meet that expectation I still enjoyed it but I feel like maybe it let me down a little because I had set that expectation so again I enjoyed it but I won't I won't be subscribing yeah yeah I'm trying to decide between like three and a half and four stars for that for many of the same reasons I mean it was thinking four just because like when I kind of re-listened to it to take notes for the podcast and when I once I realized like he had his commentary you just had to really be paying attention or you'd miss it I started to like it more so while I also will not be uh, including this in my like weekly rotation um, it might be fun every once in a while when you want just to hear a story or if there is a specific like myth or legend that we need to hear or look into I think this would be a good place to go to for that. Awesome. It was fun for something different though. Mm-hmm. Especially because we had no reference point. It was literally right. like random searches, just trying to find. Yes. Find yeah. I was a, looking at Halloween. Halloween. Podcast. <laughs> yes. But I didn't want super scary, creepy Halloween. Oh yeah. We don't no, no, do no, no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. We don't do that. We don't do that. And I didn't want too childish either. Like I found some ones that were, you know, obviously like little kids stories. I was like, mm, I want something more adult than a little kid score, little kid story, maybe less adult than horror, gore, scary story. So this felt like it fell in that middle ground. Yeah, I think it was a good option for our Halloween podcast. Yes. Awesome. So now shall we talk about the Redemptor? Yeah, for sure. So this is a book two in the Ray Bearer series. Mm-hmm. Duology. I was really excited for this book because if you've listened to our past episodes, we've talked about the Ray Bearer, Ray Bearer. previously, mm-hmm. and we both really liked it. And it was a pretty crazy story. A lot of stuff happened in book one. So I was super pumped for this one. But then I got really confused as we were reading it because the whole point of this book is about her fulfilling this promise to go to the underworld and sort of change the structure of, you know, their sort of societal norms and things. And we were like, I don't know, 80% of the way through the book. And I was like, she hasn't gone to the underworld. Is this more, is this more books? Is it more than two (laughs) books? I was so confused. So the whole time, it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it, but I was just really questioning where the book was going, if it had changed and it was now like a trilogy or something. So I don't know if you had the same feeling, but it really threw me off. (laughs) I mean I had a similar feeling in the sense that about halfway through I was like okay so the underworld part of the story is going to be short like I was like I'm because I was dead set on this being a duology I was like there's not going to be a third book I don't know why but I was just like no third book and um 
so then I was like, okay, so the underworld must be kind of an in and out scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, the underworld part was pretty short. And that both surprised me because again, I thought the whole focus of the book was supposed to be on that. But I also in a way really appreciated it because I don't think I would have liked, you know, chapter after chapter after chapter of her making her way through the underworld, especially basically on her own at that point. You don't really get the mm -hmm. whole cast of characters. So I think in the end, I'm actually thankful that it was a short part. It just really confused me because I kept waiting. Like, when is the underworld? When are they going to the underworld? Mm -hmm. I'm so confused. Are they going mm -hmm. to the underworld? Yeah. And so much of the first part of the book was already her struggling with with herself and with like her, the responsibilities that she has and really feeling alone, even though she wasn't alone, she had friends. So a lot of the first part of the book is really her figuring out how to ask for help. So I was like, I can't, like she's already, we've already gone through this huge major struggle and now we're gonna go to the underworld and it's just gonna be like depressing. like. The, the whole point of the first half of the book is to learn to ask for help and then you're going to go someplace where you probably can't do that so I was glad that it was not too long in the underworld as a whole the story I think was really interesting I think even though quite a bit happened in the second book I felt like way more stuff happened in the first book but in the first book, it was a little crazy because sometimes crazy stuff would happen over the course of like a single, single chapter. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, how did that even happen? And how did that work? Because it didn't feel like it was too much, you know, plot just being thrown at you. It all worked, but you were just almost surprised that so much could happen in short periods of time and how much stuff happened over one book. Mm -hmm. And this one in that respect felt a lot calmer. A little bit slower but it also had a lot of there were still things happening and there was a lot of really good stuff in it like you said it was she really worked through trying to learn to ask for help and rely on other people and having faith in herself and all of these different things and then I won't tell you what happened at the end because obviously you don't want to spoil it but at the very end it leaves me very confused because she sort of makes a wish and kind of changes things around. And I don't really know how that plays out. And so I'm not sure if this is like a segue into potential other books. I don't know if it's just meant for us to ponder these things. I have no idea, <laughs> but it confused me, not in a bad way. I, you know, it led to a lot of conversation for Megan and I and a lot of questioning. And I really appreciate that, that it, you know, did leave kind of, I don't know, a bit of, open for interpretation at the end but it, it did confuse me a lot <laughs> so I'm like what is happening yeah I would say the ending is was disappointing for me like I took it took the book down a star because mm. I just like it, it's good to think about and I love it does, like I love what it makes you think but it didn't provide answers in ways that I was really hoping it might um, and now some of that is unfair like a lot of this a lot of the questions being asked are questions that we are asking in society all the time. Like who should lead? How should they lead? What should that leadership look like? And so for me to say that this book should have the answer is super unfair. Like 
<laughs> if America, if you know, if the United, excuse me, if the world hasn't been able to figure this out in 2000 plus years, that this YA book should figure it out is probably a very unfair of me. And that's not what I mean, but the answer provided, I was like, feel like that's more complicated than like than it's going to be worth you know what I mean like so yeah really good like I still gave this book four stars but I think a different different ending might have given it five stars you know I just looked back because I wasn't actually even sure I never remember how I've rated things and I actually did give it five stars although to be fair I think I was thinking more of it was like a four and a half but I kind of always like give the benefit of the doubt and go higher because you can't give half stars but that being said while we're discussing it because you know I kind of just did it at the moment my feeling at that moment but as we're discussing it I do think it's true if we had gotten more answers both in terms of like the bigger picture, like what you're talking about, which in a way is a little bit unfair because (laughs) it is like a major, like huge issue. So how can this YA book have the right answer? But also just in terms of the relationships and stuff that have formed and just, you know, her, like her personal relationships and, and things within her councils and stuff. If we had had more information about that, I think I would have come away a lot happier, even if it Mm -hmm. left like the greater sort of existential questions unanswered. Mm -hmm. I think I would have felt more like happy in the ending because while the book was really good and I really enjoyed it. And I was thankful that the underworld part was fairly short. It did feel very fast at the end. Mm-hmm. there was like a lot of build up to this major thing and then all of a sudden okay and we're done and I guess happily ever after right <laughs> I, mean, I mean I'm not sure because it leaves you questioning a lot but but you know what I'm saying so I think mm-hmm. if if there had been more information about you know what I mean like if we had like an epilogue that showed us a few years down the road maybe mm-hmm. or or something like that I feel like I would have been much much happier and really really like love love loved the book not that I didn't it's a very good book but I just mean I think it would have given it more and made me even happier Mm -hmm. yeah I feel the same like it would have given it just that extra edge yeah because while I like I said was kind of thinking four and a half stars like as we discuss it and I really think that through because again I, I hadn't really thought it through I just kind of like in the moment how was I feeling about it after we finished I kind of feel like I want to downgrade it to to a four but I feel a little bad about that because it is a really good book and I do like that it felt unique you know a lot of books while I still love them they all kind of feel very similar when you read them and I do feel like as a whole you know, obviously there are still some same themes that you get through lots of books, but, you know, as a whole, I felt like this one was pretty unique in its telling. And I I really enjoyed that with like the different sort of folklore aspects and stuff of it. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be unfair to the book because it's very good, but I also, as we're discussing it, I'm like, you were right. I would have loved it 10 times more if we had had a bit more in the ending. Mm Mm-hmm. But definitely worth reading. And if you haven't read The Ray Bear yet, definitely now is the time because both books are out. So you can get the whole story. You can binge them. It's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Yeah. And we didn't have to wait too, too long. Like no, a year. Thankfully. So. Yeah. That's 
still. I like it better when everything is out and you can just read this straight through and you don't have to wait. Same. Same, same. Well, shall we go on to talk about Halloween candy and costumes? Let's do it. Yay. So what is it about Halloween candy that you are thinking about? Well, okay. So I kind of wanted to stick with the Halloween theme and I was also making myself sick on candy corn. (laughs) So that is why I was like, we should talk about Halloween candy. So my mom sent me some candy corn. Thanks mom. And I love it, but it's really sweet. And every time I eat it, I eat too much and I feel sick because it's so sweet. And a lot of people really hate candy corn. I know that this is not a universally liked candy, but I really like it. Uh, That's all that matters. But I am on the no thank you side of things. But also in general, just thinking about Halloween candy. It just, you would think for a, I mean, I know technically the candy isn't the focus of the holiday. I mean, it's about dressing up and things. But I mean, <laughs> you do it to get candy. For and the they candy. Do, yeah, and they do not have the best candy for a candy holiday, is all I'm saying. Like, Easter far surpasses Halloween oh, yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of specialized candies, like, a million times over. But this is actually, I mean, I know Easter kind of is because it has Easter baskets and stuff. But I mean, you literally dress up to get the candy, and the candy is not as good as Easter just saying I mean mm-hmm. well and you know, like I love the variety packs but then there's always that one candy in the variety pack you're like I don't want that why is that like they, they just threw that in there because nobody well nobody wants it right <laughs> <laughs> seriously well plus you can you can spend a lot on Halloween candy too especially if you want to get the good stuff so then you have to try to decide Am I going to spend a lot to get the good premium candy, especially because if I have to eat it afterwards, I want it to be something that I want. Uh-huh. Like, or are you like, I need a lot. So I'm going to bulk buy the kind of cheap candy, which means I can probably give more out, but then, you know, it's kind of like the cheap candy. Mm-hmm. And like, we rarely get any trick-or-treaters. And so I always feel compelled to buy candy because I don't want to be unprepared if somebody comes to my house but I know that we don't get that many. So I always like struggle. Should I buy candy? Should I not bother? How much should I buy? It definitely needs to be something I want to eat because I'm probably going to get stuck with it. So it's a real dilemma. Yeah. Well, at least you know that you, like, you're going to get stuck with it. So buy the candy that you like. True. Very true. Except for then I'm going to eat it, which is good and bad because of course you're I working the candy. five days a week now. You're fine. <laughs> You, you love the candy, but, you know, do you want to be eating that much candy? I mean, yes, but you know, it's not good for you. So you're like, <laughs> but, <I don't> know. <laughs> but if it's here, then you have to eat it. Now, the real question is, do you and Amir agree on what is the best candy? Ooh, probably not. Probably not. So that not. can be good in the sense that you don't have to share. Oh, yeah. But it well, can be bad in the sense that then you have to buy like twice as much candy. <laughs> I was just trying, because the thing is, is, I think if we had to pick favorite candies, which don't make me because you know how much I hate trying to pick a favorite of anything, but we would probably pick different ones. But I don't think either one of us likes a candy that the other one doesn't. So I don't think it really mm-hmm. matters. You know, like if I picked Reese's, 
he that wouldn't be his first choice probably but he really likes Reese's it's not like he wouldn't eat a Reese's so if you have Reese's I want to come to your place Mm, right good pumpkin shaped Reese's Mm. well I can't get the pumpkins here which is just a shame it's the same ingredients in a different shape no, but also, shouldn't the pumpkins be as good as the eggs because they're almost the same, but somehow they're not. What the eggs think, are definitely eggs are the best. They're better than the Christmas trees. They're better than the pumpkins. The eggs are just perfection. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Doesn't make any sense. You want to tell me how you're going to be Dolly Parton? Sure. So that's what I've been thinking about this week is exactly what is the best way to be Dolly Parton. So the obvious things are easily taken care of. You have to have big earrings and blonde hair. So I got to get a wig. You need a blonde wig. (laughs) That was what I was going to say. I need a wig and I need a wig that I can like poof up. That part shouldn't be too hard. Might be a little bit more expensive than I want it to be, but shouldn't be too hard. And the big earrings, again, those won't be very hard. Um, I may just get some pretty inexpensive ones. It's only one night. My ears will get mad at me, but for one night, it'll be fine. Then I think what I'm going to do is just do like a flannel shirt that you, that I don't button all the way up, but then I also like tie at the waist. Just kind of make it like the crop shirt and then, um, jeans but then I need, I think I need cowboy boots, but like cowgirl boots. I think that's what's going to be the kicker. That's a good idea. I was thinking you're going to have to go with some kind of like super flashy dress or something, <laughs> but that's a good idea to go with the flannel. And mm-hmm. I think, so you can go two way with cowboy boots. I'm sure you can find some super cheap ones that are either, you know what I mean? not well-made and kind of crappy made for Halloween type thing or you could get some secondhand ones probably mm-hmm. but I would say whether they're secondhand or not you should get a pair that you actually like because I actually like cowboy boots I know me too I was like <laughs> and so I was like an excuse should... to buy real cowboy boots <laughs> so I was like you should just use this as an excuse to buy like an actual pair that you can then wear again that's what mm-hmm. I would do because that's it, my goal. I would love to have a pair of cowboy boots mm-hmm. so I want them like like, kind of ornate design. Yeah, so you'll spend a little Mm -hmm. bit more, but that means not only will they be nicer for the costume, but then you can actually wear them at other times. So that's what I would say. I would invest in a pair of good good cowboy boots. I'm jealous. I want want good cowboy boots. (laughs) Well, just say to Amir, you want to be Dolly Parton for Halloween. Well, at this point, we aren't dressing up for Halloween, so. Well, you can change that first annual dressing up for Halloween in the UK to sit at my house in a dolly costume <laughs> he'd be <Yeah>. like really <laughs> and get I mean and get cowboy boots so I think it's a good deal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you guys gonna up. have like fake microphones or are you just gonna dress up I think microphones would be good. I don't know if I need fake ones because my husband might have a real one. Mm. I might be able to just borrow that um, or at least have like the lob on. Yeah. And I also thought I was going to do a dress, but I looked up like an iconic Dolly 
outfits and about half of them were her in flannel and jeans and I was like oh I could be warm yeah <laughs> so flannel and jeans won <laughs> and also not potentially have to invest in some kind of crazy sequined dress or something so yep yep amazing so, gotta figure it out but I'm excited how's Jeremy's costume coming who's he gonna be he is gonna be the Gaga Lady Gaga and I don't think I knew that I think you just told me you picked female singers I don't think that you mm-hmm. told me who he chose okay so we're not we're not entirely sure we watched uh, Bad Romance the other night the uh, music video to get some ideas so he could do like um like a whole spandex suit if he wanted in almost any color but I think most of them are white on the in the video um and of course he also will just need he needs some like platform heels and in some bright flashy color probably red a blonde wig also mm-hmm. right yep a blonde wig so <laughs> it should be fun and some like big sunglasses he needs like geometric doesn't even matter what shape but big geometric sunglasses amazing I cannot wait to see pictures this is gonna be yeah and then we joked that he should like tape up like either a picture or an actual steak too (laughs) (laughs) whatever he chooses yeah it should be fun picture would be less messy so (laughs) yeah for sure unless you combine like a a fake one you know right (laughs) (laughs) that would be so funny man well I cannot wait to see gonna be so good I know I'm super excited but yeah that's that's what I've been thinking about this week is what's the best way to pull off being Dolly you can do it mm-hmm. all right I think we made it to the end of another episode we will talk to y'all next week happy Halloween happy Halloween bye, bye. should we do it regular or should I change the intro super spooky apartment 29a <laughs> <laughs> welcome to decorated apartment 29a <laughs> you can't see it and i don't know if we have any pictures of it but we'll try <laughs> okay Ooh, apartment 29a <laughs> <laughs> you can do that i'll just laugh if i try uh, yeah, I couldn't do it again. You could. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't, like, my mouth was, like, stuck in smile mode. It was starting to hurt. <laughs>